Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Preach the Peach. I'm Sage. And I'm Alyssa. And we're the co-founders of Peach Pack, an online community that is having pretty radical conversations about womanhood. We're bringing late night sleepover chats from behind closed doors straight to your ears. On this week's episode of Preach the Peach, we have an honest chat with Willow Zagoris, an online sex worker and OnlyFans superstar. Willow opens up about how she got started on the platform and how she's navigating her work whilst being five months pregnant. We then delve into all of your assumptions about sex workers to see what Willow has to say. We loved how raw and real Willow was and we hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. Let's get into it. We just had the most incredible conversation with Willow about her work as a sex worker online. Yeah. Um, and we're so excited to share that conversation with you all. Mm-hmm. Before we share that with you, we thought it was really important to do a brief overview about sex work as an industry. So do you want to tell us what's the definition or how are we defining sex work? Not going to lie, I'm going to read a definition that I found online. It says sex work is an umbrella term describing the exchange of sexual services for money or other reward. The use of the term sex worker over prostitution reiterates that sex work is work and sex workers are deserving of the same rights and protections as any other profession. Whoa preach and then only fans um i guess it's an online platform i think it's also an app but it mm-hmm. promised to disrupt the power chain for porn in the same way non-fungible tokens claim to do for art so by cutting out the middleman and putting distribution in the hands of the creators so essentially it gives power to the content people. creators mm. like people like willow that are putting their clips online um, and I think it works that you pay a subscription to access that content. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people would refer to OnlyFans as a more ethical way to consume porn. Yeah. Because creators have a lot more autonomy and agency over the content that they're creating. You know, they're the director, the producer, the editor. And so they have the power and control over what they're putting out there. Whereas you compare that to traditional porn where the actors are being told what to do, how mm-hmm. to perform. And so there's less agency in that. So I think that's a strong appeal for OnlyFans. Yeah. You were reading an article and I think it's important to note yeah. just like any industry, there are some negatives to 100%. it. And there are some downfalls to the platform. I think there's something around like actually how much money you can make and about 
you know, building your online presence, maybe having to look a certain way or like already have an existing platform, um, which maybe a lot of people don't have. So yeah, like any industry, there are going to be pitfalls to it. Um, but I think it's way better than the alternative. Yeah. And um, yeah, the article was really interesting interesting we'll share it on our socials for you guys to read up on so speaking to willow i think it was really great to hear her personal story with sex work Mm. and i think a lot of people will gain some great insight into the industry from her perspective Mm -hmm. um i think it's important to note and to look at sex work in a diverse way Mm -hmm. and in a in a way that is considering intersectionality for a lot of people of color for a lot of queer people they don't necessarily have the same privilege in choosing to be a sex worker because they want to do it Mm -hmm. um, and because it's it's an appealing job for a lot of people they don't have any other option Mm -hmm. they are coerced into the industry and so I think that's important to note and hopefully one day we can do another episode highlighting you know, a different experience. A different experience. 100%. But in the meantime, Willow's story is super interesting and we hope you guys can learn a lot from it. Mm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and yeah. letting us like pick your brains about everything. We're so no. excited to have you. Yeah, it's so good. We obviously know what OnlyFans is, but yeah. for people that aren't aware of this platform do you want to kind of give a bit of insight what it actually is yeah so basically it sort of works like instagram where you have a feed except people have to subscribe to follow the feed um mm-hmm. and so my subscription on my main page is about 15 dollars a month or maybe 20 dollars mm. australian just to follow and um you can sort of post content on there that you'd want you know, everyone that's subscribing to see. So like maybe something a little bit sexy for me, it's sort of, you know, mild nudity, but stuff that I, you know, I post that kind of stuff on my Instagram. So for me, Mm -hmm. my main page is um, not where a a whole lot of my money comes from. And then there's like a section of the app that's sort of like an Instagram DMs where you can send sort of pay-per-view videos um Mm -hmm. and you can send them to selected people your highest paying people people can tip and make requests and that's when um you can sort of do more 18 plus content um but it is it is that's where things get a little bit confusing because you know you've got people that will come on there and tip ten thousand dollars and say you know i want this type of thing and you're like i've never even thought of doing that before but you know I've got this offer in front of me so I do think that you know my work sort of escalated quite fast and Mm. then I sort of drew back a bit and made my own boundaries and thought you know where where am I going to draw the line you know yeah Yeah. and I feel like um comparing only fans to more traditional style porn Mm. I think that's um, what's quite appealing for a lot of users and for people like yourself who want to um, partake in like 
sex work and this industry is that you have so much agency and autonomy over the content that you're creating. Yeah. Whereas, you know, compare that to traditional types of porn where it's a production and you're listening to a director um, and you're not the person in charge of the content that's being created and putting out there. So that totally makes sense that you were able to define, you know, your own boundaries and yeah. the type of content that you want to create. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely think, um, yeah, OnlyFans puts all of the power in the creator's hands, which, mm. you know, is great. Like even, you know, once your photos are on there, you can decide exactly who's seeing them as far, like, as far as you sort of know. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't say that it has that aspect of powerlessness because mm. ultimately it's sort of everything's in your hands. Yeah, that's, how that's it awesome to hear. Yeah. Because mm. I feel like that's relates to like a huge misconception people have about yeah. it is that, you know, you're vulnerable and you're just doing it um, yeah. because there's no other avenues, which yeah. maybe for some people is the case, but it's good to hear from you and say, you know, you're speaking mm. to the power that you do feel uploading the content mm. Yeah. Um, One thing that I did just want to briefly talk about is I get messages from girls every single day and they're saying to me, you know, I want to start uh, my OnlyFans, but I don't want to have my face in it. I don't want to have my real name. I don't mm. want to um, advertise it on my, my social media and I don't want anyone I know to find out. And yeah. obviously I can see why people would want to do it like that, but it sort of takes away... Um, I don't think it's really possible because mm. the reason that people subscribe to OnlyFans accounts as opposed to traditional porn is how personal it is and, you know, out of basically curiosity because um, they already know you and it's really, really hard to gain an OnlyFans following as an anonymous person. Mm. So um, I think lots of girls think that, you know, they can do it and sort of keep it a secret, but ultimately the videos will go out, your name will get attached to it, and I don't think it's something you should go into um, wanting to stay anonymous. You don't want to feel the vulnerability of trying to control where the videos go. You know, you sort of just have yeah. to surrender yourself to it because that's the hardest when, yeah, when girls are, you know, trying really hard to keep it... Um, content from being leaked it's just mm -hmm. sort of an impossible thing to do that's a good thing to know yeah yeah I actually read up something on like th there have been privacy breaches before and people oh all the time names do get leaked all so the time. it's kind of like if you're gonna do it have the awareness that yeah. your name maybe will be attached and affiliated to the content you are putting out yeah with your journey starting with it you kind of spoke to being on Instagram and uploading, you know, cute, sexy photos. Yeah. And then it kind of just blew up from that. Do you want to actually talk about how it escalated or developed? And I guess our question in particular is like how you got into sex work. Yeah. I mean, I think um, obviously we all start posting on Instagram pretty young. And I think pretty mm. quickly I realized that um, my content that would get the most attention was, you know, I guess the less clothes you're wearing, the more attention it's going to get. <laughs> um, and that for me, yeah, it was always interesting. And I think I sort of played into it and um, mm. it was sort of more of a hobby for me. And I've always been quite comfortable 
um, posting things like that. And yeah, I guess I decided to do OnlyFans because I had a lot of demand for more sexual content just coming from what I was already posting. At the time, it was sort of these offers of so much money and I thought, you know, that can't be real. Like, I need to see what this is about. And I don't know, I think for lots of girls, the decision to start it is quite a hard one and takes like lots of sacrifice. But I haven't ever really been that concerned about what people had to say about what I was mm-hmm. posting. I mean, there's always there's always hard moments. And, you know, there's times when you will see, you know, a compromising photo of yourself or video of yourself in a group chat or in a setting that you just never imagined it to really reach mm-hmm. and mm. you know of, of people talking about it and you sort of think oh wow like I never imagined you would have seen that side of me you know mm. yeah. I guess linked to that what do you have to say because I'm sure there's so much dialogue as well around you know selling your body and that you know yeah. you're just feeding into the patriarchy yeah. and what's your response to that um I think, I mean, I I definitely don't feel disempowered. I can understand, Mm. you know, that people, you know, some women feel like they would be sort of, you know, like they don't want to feel like that's all they've got to offer. But I guess, I mean, for me, that part of myself is always quite a small part of myself. Mm. And I knew from the get-go that it's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, that it's not, that it didn't define me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it didn't feel for me like it was sort of lessening, you know, my self-worth as a woman or anything, because it was sort of like, this is something I can do as well as school, as well as work. And to be honest, it's completely changed the way that I view men and that I view um, really like the dynamic between women and men. And Mm. throughout history, I mean, men have found any way to exploit women. Mm. And I think being able to sort of recognize this gift that we have and turn it around and turn the tables. And and since I've started doing my work, it's completely, I think, taken men off a pedestal for me because Mm. you sort of see this side of them that is very vulnerable and is very weak and they will do anything for women really because of how high their sexual sort of needs are. I guess this kind of leads on to our next question but why do you think people judge sex workers and the type of work that you do and can you talk to any personal stories of how your friends or family reacted when you said you know this is the type of work that I want to do or that I am doing uh yeah so I think a lot of the judgment I mean a lot of the judgment comes from boys and girls lots of men sort of the most common thing that I'll hear is I would never date a woman who did OnlyFans and lots of my Mm. customers will even say that to me you know they'll be paying Mm. they'll be paying to see me but you know I would you know they say to me oh good luck finding a boyfriend good luck finding a husband Mm. because no man wants a girl who does this type of work I'm in a great relationship um Mm. and OnlyFans has I was doing it before I met him um it's never affected it so those comments really don't affect me personally so that's the main thing I get from guys is them saying you know this sort of lowers your worth for us and Mm. and we are we are now only interested in you from a sexual point of view Mm. but that I've never heard that from a guy that 
I was actually interested in being with. Like it's never, mm. it's only ever been from strangers. Um, and I've actually been in a relationship since I started OnlyFans. So I've never, you know, <laughs> worried about having to date, but I don't, I can't imagine it being a problem in the real world. And from girls, the majority of messages and things I get from girls are just amazing. Like girls are so supportive and so incredible. Mm, that's so most, nice it's yeah. mostly from men and it's mostly from men that are my customers, which is crazy. Mm, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Because and they don't have a problem. Yeah, like you mentioned, it. they yeah. don't have a problem consuming it. Yeah. But then they're quick to yeah. judge you. And it's like no one's asking them for their opinion as well so the fact that they feel like they have authority to make comments yeah I think it helps them because obviously they don't want to feel like I have the power over them and you know they're sending me all this money so it helps them to feel like they're saying to me like I wouldn't date you anyways Mm. like 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 there's no chance I'm gonna date you but if they say (laughs) like if they tell me first like like sorry babe like we we could never be together I'm like well Mm. damn you know like (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. upsetting yeah. yeah and what about your family my grandparents are orthodox jewish very conservative mm-hmm. and um they don't really know sort of details of what i do but they've picked up on it and i think it was mm-hmm. a little bit hard for them to wrap their heads around but they've actually been so supportive my family and my boyfriend and with the first few paychecks i got i moved out i have two dogs and I was living with them Mm. in an apartment on the beach and I was just the happiest I've ever been so I think for them to see like the direct effect of the work that I was doing was actually a really positive impact Mm. um it made them realize that you know it was a very small sacrifice I guess Mm. for you know such a big reward and for me it didn't feel like a sacrifice but I know for my family, it was a little bit... Um, there was a particular time when um, my dad works quite high up at a university and I got a message from a guy that worked with my dad for the last, like, 30 years as, like, a lecturer at a university and he was like, oh, you know, mm. uh, imagine if your dad, you know, found out and he showed me, like, his name. He sent me photos of him and my dad at conferences together and oh, God. he you know, I was really into my stuff. And then, yeah, so then I sort of realised, okay, this is real people. This is, you know, I've got followers on OnlyFans from internationally all over the world, but there are some that are really close to home. Yeah. Um, and probably, I, you know, I don't even know the extent of it really. Yeah, mm. no, that makes so much sense. So you're pregnant, which, yes. congrats, <laughs> that is really, really exciting. Yes. You said you were five months? Yes. Five months pregnant um, with a girl, which oh. honestly, I'm so happy it's a girl. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't think we need any more men in this world. With, <laughs> with, with love and respect to the men, I, and I, think, I think we've got enough. Something that we wanted to ask is how the pregnancy has impacted your work, if it has. Yeah. So obviously my body's changing and... I think I've never felt less sexy, you know, I'm (laughs) bloated and gassy and throwing up, constipated. It's not cute. Um, (laughs) That I think has had quite a big impact 
on my work as well and also just on my sex life in general. I don't know, women have different experiences of pregnancy. Sometimes I think people have an increased sex drive, but for me, I sort of feel like my body is not really a sexual body anymore. It's like a body at work, you know? Like before, it's my, my main purpose was just to look hot and now it's like actually growing a person. So it's not a really bad how it looks. That took mm-hmm. a little bit of time to come to terms with. You know, I've got great boobs from the pregnancy. Um, <laughs> so they, they were great at the start for making some money. Um, but I've sort of decided to, yeah, to sort of stop creating content now. I'm still, you know, posting old photos and stuff, but I just feel like my body now. I don't know. For me, I don't feel so sort of sexually empowered by how I am in mm. this state. And I don't really, I almost feel like my daughter's in the pictures with me. Like, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> it's like, it's like a photo and I'm like, oh, she's right there. And I don't know if I want this up. So I didn't know how I was going to feel, but at the moment, the photos of me that I'm taking naked are like, they're very, they feel more private than ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't even recognize my body. So it's hard to feel confident. And the, the comments that I got at the start of my pregnancy were super unexpected. I really thought that people might have their opinions and have their thoughts, but keep it to themselves. But no, like, I don't know why I haven't learned yet. People don't like to keep things to themselves, especially online. There was lots of comments already about my daughter saying, you know, sexualizing her and she's not even been born. Mm. And basically saying, you know, what kind of a mum can you really be if, you know, this is the work you're doing? Like, what kind of example are you going to set? Or or basically saying um, that I'm not intelligent enough to be a mum. I don't have, you know, a moral compass. But these are all by people that I've never met before. Mm-hmm. How and do you respond to that? Mostly I didn't respond um, and it didn't really affect me because the people around me and my family, uh, my partner, my friends are just so excited and so amazing. But, you know, I got all kinds of backlash about my pregnancy. Lots of it was even about my partner being black, mm. racist comments. And I guess when mm. you've got a following, like I've got... A relatively small following but you know it's still enough to have people with different kinds of opinions I was getting I was getting racist comments I was getting sexist comments I was getting things like left right and center you know people were saying aren't you gonna be embarrassed when you know your daughter's at school and someone pulls up your content and I don't think you know the the, the this new generation of kids that isn't even born yet is going to be concerned with my old content that's going to be much more new and exciting content doesn't faze me mm-hmm. people had a lot more to say than I actually thought they would I didn't think I didn't think anyone would really care mm. that much and I and I thought that I would actually lose most of my only fans following because I thought who's going to be interested in seeing you know a pregnant girl mm. naked that's not mm. really and it doubled as soon as I announced my pregnancy I just think it's such a reality. Like, you know, there are mothers um, that are sex workers and yeah. it's in itself such a big taboo. Mm-hmm. But because we did, which we can talk about now, um, talk about assumptions that our community had about sex work in the industry. Yeah. yeah. And one of the assumptions was that sex workers don't want to have children or have children themselves. Yeah. And to our like delight 94% said that that's not 
like a yeah. right assumption. Yeah. So that's just the reality is you have mothers that whether they that's just their line of work that they're doing or they need to, you know, provide for their children, whether they're single parents, whether they've got partners, like it looks so different. Yeah. Um, and just like the reason why we call it sex work, it's a, it's a form of work. Like you're doing something that yeah. is a job. Yeah. And I think that as that, you know, as our society moves and your daughter will, you know, progress and get older, like I think it's just going to become more normalised. Mm. Um, and I hope that she never gets shamed or she never gets, yeah, of you know, those photos pulled up in a way that's like, oh, my God, look at this. Like, no, you know, it's a very legitimate yeah. form of work you're doing. Yeah, I think really um, it's not really about what work you're doing when you have a child. It's just about how mm. how you speak to them about it, um, mm. you know, you your own confidence in yourself. And, and you know, I really, I really think that the only time that – sex work would be problematic as a parent is if it is you know dangerous and if you do feel um unsafe or insecure in your work it's not a good Mm. environment to raise a child in necessarily but um I don't think that's the case at all for me and yeah a lot of this new generation of sex work is online and won't really have anything to do with the child anyway yeah it's just so lovely to see how confident and self-aware you are so Mm. I'm excited for your daughter. (laughs) Thank you. So who, when you were asking the assumptions, you say the community, was that like a poll in your Instagram or? Yeah. So we'll give you some context. So we presented our community by community. We mean on Instagram. Okay. Um, We presented them with assumptions about sex workers in the industry and got them to answer whether they agreed or disagreed. Okay. And so we thought we would run you through some of these assumptions. Okay. You can either give a yes or no answer on what your own beliefs are, or if you have a personal anecdote or story that you want to talk to, you can say that as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, we thought we'd present them to you and hear what you think. Yeah, I think it's also important to note that the types of people that are probably following Peach Pack are probably similar to us. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got lots of young girls lots of open-minded young, you know, young women. It would be interesting if you put, to put a similar poll on maybe my Instagram, which is a majority, you know, men and consumers of sex work, because I don't think they probably would be as open-minded. Yeah, Yeah, that is so true. Very good point. The first assumption that we put out was, sex work is not a real job. Sex workers have no other options for work, and that is how they find themselves in the industry. And then 10% said they agreed with that and then 90% disagreed with that. I mean, I will say that the amount of money versus the amount of work, I don't think, you know, just because you're making maybe the same salary as a surgeon, I don't think that, you know, it's a fair argument to say maybe you're not as deserving of the salary it's hard because some people are you know really far side of the spectrum will say sex work is just as valid as you know being a doctor and you know you deserve the same pay and yes both jobs are valid but my type of work I could work for 20 minutes from my bed and make the same amount of money that some people are making in you know a month and it always did feel a little bit I guess maybe not fair but really I mean, anyone can do it. So it's really just if you decide to do it or not. And, you know, you make sacrifices just like other work. So I see both sides of the argument, but it's definitely a real job because 
you can make a living from it and I guess that's what defines work yeah so yeah and I guess we had a really interesting comment that pointed out that yeah in some cases there are other options for work but for other people yeah. they're there is no other option like that's what's in front of them and that's the quickest way they can make money so it really is such a diverse industry when I was living in St Kilda I lived on Ackland Street and I every day would wake up and look outside my balcony and the street would be full of sex workers that worked on the street and lots of these women were homeless they were heavy drug users and you know I'd see them hop in and out of maybe 10 cars in a day and it was really confronting and you know it was quite clear that they wouldn't be there if they had another option Mm. and they might not have the privilege of you know even having a computer or a safe space to do Mm. online sex work which Mm. is you know quite a luxurious form of sex work you know because you've got a following you've got a laptop you've got a supportive family it's great But when you're on your own and Mm -hmm. you're in the world and you've got to get money fast, there's different types of sex work that are sort of a last resort. I don't even think you can really compare them because I don't think that I have to make many sacrifices to do the work I do. But some women Mm -hmm. in sex work doing it really, really hard. And I don't think that's the same for all sex work. So I do think it can be a last resort, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. definitely not in my case. Um, Okay, the next assumption is, which you've spoken a bit about, (laughs) but sex workers make a lot of money. 53% said yes and 47% said no. I, in my experience, it is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess there's lots of different types of sex work. I do think that it is a little bit of luck. You have Mm -hmm. to really position yourself well and... I don't think that everyone that makes an OnlyFans is going to make a lot of money. I think I was quite lucky that I already had a following and that I sort of just dove into it, you know, head first and didn't have, you know, so many apprehensions. I don't think it's a guaranteed large stream of income. And I feel like that's with with any profession or any industry. Mm. An article that we read on The Guardian, which you have touched on, but they said that only the top 2% of OnlyFans providers make like good money. And I think you mentioned how unless you have a following beforehand or you're somewhat of an influencer, it's quite hard to establish yourself and therefore make money. Yeah, so I pretty much went straight into that, you know, 1% or whatever, you know, and lots of girls will sort of say, I started posting on OnlyFans, but I've only got one person, I've only got one person watching. And then you say, oh, you know, have you posted on your Instagram? Have you posted? They're like, oh, no, I would never, I would never Mm. post it on my Instagram. And you're sort of thinking it's not like a magic spell. It's not, you know, you do have to own it um, and commit to it in order to get an audience because that's where the money's coming from the money's coming from the customers you know you can't have a only fans with no customers you're not going to get paid from the website in fact my only fans makes um they take 20 percent of all your earnings so they've yeah. made you know hundreds of thousands of dollars off me alone making only fans isn't an automatic switch to a huge income you do have to be strategic about it and you do have to 
yeah, I guess create your own customer base and your fan base. We'll do our final assumption, which is that um, it must be really hard for sex workers to find partners in real life because of their job. It's a huge 51% said they agree and then 49% said they disagree so it was actually quite middle split yeah yeah what do you think about that it's interesting that you know even your followers you know 50% said that it would be hard to find a relationship I guess I was pretty lucky because I mean initially when I met Ash I met him as a co-star I guess you could Mm, say mm. so I'm very lucky because he understands it and he understands the industry if the relationship is going to come down over one Instagram picture you've really got to look at the foundation of that relationship I don't know I don't know where this stereotype came from that you know sex workers you know can't you know be tied down to a relationship especially the work I do it's purely non-physical and I've only ever slept with a couple handful of people in my life and I've been in relationships with all of them um Mm. and in my real life I'm you know you know definitely not the type of person to be I'm not a very sexual person in my real life so Mm. you know people saying you know she's a hoe or I could never date a girl that's been around with everyone like yeah that's a big assumption as well that you know people that are sexually expressive online are you know like that in real life Mm. because honestly that for me like my sexual persona persona almost exists purely online so the type of sex work that I do is very calculated it's very perfected edited and it feels quite separate from who I actually am like probably I'd feel quite vulnerable of a video of me and my boyfriend in private went around and I didn't know it was being filmed but you know I'm like the director producer and editor of my own content so mm. I can really tailor exactly what's going out. It doesn't feel vulnerable mm. and it doesn't feel personal because I'm making it for the audience. Yeah. You know, I think so that's like such a beautiful way to kind of wrap things up in the sense that it's just yeah. a story of like your experience, like you're doing this because it feels right for you. Um, it feels like it's aligned. You're enjoying the process of putting things out. It's yeah. not all of you. It's just a part of you. Um, yeah, and I for think sure. That's really a really cool message. Yeah, I think it's really important to separate sex workers from their work. I think lots of people, oh, she does sex work. Like, you know, it becomes all people can sort of see when when they talk to you and think about you and it becomes almost like this reputation when for me it's a very small part of my day, week, I barely think about it. And then I meet people for the first time and they're like, oh, my God, like, talk to me about this. And you're like, really? Because that's not very interesting. <laughs> There's a lot more interesting <laughs> things about me. For me, it's not different to any other job, like going to work for a few hours and then, you just come home and it has no effect on who you are, you know, mm-hmm. so. Oh, well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you <laughs> sharing yeah, okay. your story and for being so vulnerable and open with us. That's okay. It was really nice to talk to you guys. Have a nice night. You Bye. too. Bye. 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 All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode. If you learned something new about the sex work industry or about OnlyFans and wanted to share this with a friend, please do. It's the best way you can support us. And head over to Instagram and follow us there at Peach Pack and also follow Willow at willow.zagoris. And in the meantime, we will see you next week. Oh, 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 oh
serves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.